Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Coffee Chat with Camille Show. I am your host, Camille. Today, we have Olivia Francis, possibly. Um, (laughs) We have to reschedule it, but uh, I do want to introduce her. Who is Olivia Francis is the name of our show. She's an indie folk pop singer, multi-award winning Nashville-based artist, songwriter, and environmentalist. On her latest single, Labyrinth, Francis stunningly portrays life as a compilation of beautiful moments interlaced with mystery, tragedy, and everything in between. Our wonderful guest would love for you to go. I would actually, I would love for you to go, and she would love for you to go to her website, where she has her tour schedule, um, her merch store, and um, other good stuff. It is www.oliviafrancis spelled with n s music dot com. And actually, we're going to have her come on into the studio right now, it looks like. Hello. Hi, Olivia. Welcome. How are you? I'm so, so happy you're here. I am so so thankful. Me too. Thank you for the opportunity. I'm sorry. I didn't hear you. Thank you for the opportunity. Oh, yes. Oh, this is such a pleasure. I am absolutely ecstatic right now. And um, I was listening to quite a few of your songs. The one that really resonated with me, they all do, but it's it just takes one. And Aww. the lyric is, um, I think, it just takes one smile to brighten someone's day. And that's exactly what you've done for me today. So I am... Very oh. thankful to have you here. <laughs> oh, my God. So, Thanks for sharing that. That makes my heart happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your music is just, it is is—it is really lovely. It's just um, so positive and beautiful, and as well as you are. And I love your videos. They are just gorgeous. And so um, I do want to get into allowing our audience to know who you are. Um, first of all, where are you from? Sure. I'm originally from Cincinnati, Ohio, born and raised, and I'm currently living in Nashville, Tennessee. Okay, wonderful. And then how long have you been an artist? Yeah, so I wrote my first song when I was 12 years old. Um, music's always been a really big part of my life and just really essential to who I am and the makeup of my DNA. Um, and I, after I wrote my first song, I basically just kept on writing. I was really inspired by artists such as like Joni Mitchell, Carol King, and Taylor Swift for sure as well. Um, and I released my first album when I was 15 years old. So uh, I've been wow. an artist, uh, yeah, for for some time now. <laughs> wow, 15! Congratulations! Wow, that's awesomeness. And then, uh, when did you start? Oh, did you start writing? At 15 years old, your songs? Yeah, I started writing at 12 years old. I remember I had a crush on 
this guy in seventh grade, and I ha- actually had started playing piano when I was six, and switched to guitar when I was twelve. And I remember I, you know, was kind of a beginner guitar player, and sat on my bed and wrote this song called The Spark about <laughs> this guy I was really crushed on. It was a love song, and um, it was just very cathartic. And I was just, I was just hooked from the start. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. So, where have you toured? Oh, sure. Great question. Thanks for asking. Yeah, I I played a lot in Cincinnati growing up uh, in high school and middle school, even like just performing at different coffee shops and whatnot. And I'm excited to share that this year I did the most touring I've ever done. Um, I've been touring on and off for about seven years now, um, but I was I went from California to Massachusetts pretty much. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, yeah, I was just really performing at all kinds of venues like small bars and farmer's markets, restaurants, coffee shops, music festivals. Yeah. Um, I'd say a highlight was definitely going out to Cheyenne, Wyoming. I got the, the chance to do that and perform at Cheyenne Frontier Days, which is the world's largest rodeo, which was pretty amazing. I I'm, I don't know too much about rodeos, but it was actually my second time yeah. able to, I was able to go out there, and it's just such beautiful country over there in Wyoming. Wow. And then... Um, What's the most rewarding part of being a musician? Ooh, yes. I would say my favorite part is really connecting with those around me. And it's just so amazing when I perform live and, you know, just really just sensing connections with people and having folks come up to me after the show and say, you know, like, hey, I really related to that song you were singing about, you know, your grandfather on wind chimes, like when you know, my whoever passed away, like that really just connects with me on a deep level. Like that's just the mm-hmm. most rewarding thing to, to know that we all, we all are so similar in so many ways. And um, yes. we have a lot of shared experiences and to, to have that through music is really special. Yes. And then um, thank you. And then what and who are your greatest inspiration? Ooh, yes. Um, wow. I would say, for me, it's Casey Musgraves. I'm a huge, huge fan of hers. Um, I also listen to um, Bonnie Bear a lot. He's more of like an indie artist. And, I mean, Carol King and Joni Mitchell are still definitely up there for me. They're just, uh, gosh, so, so amazing. Amazingly powerful, hardworking women I look up to and admire. So <laughs> it's kind of a range. I listen to so much music, all different genres. Um, I'm always seeking inspiration really everywhere. Um, it's funny because... You know, mm-hmm. Spotify did that rap, you know, where they kind of show you, like, who your favorite art, artists are and, like, top genres. I think this year I yes. listened to a lot of Kelsey Ballerini, the country artist. Um, she has a new album out that I've loved. And my top genre mm-hmm. for Spotify this year was classical music. I do listen to a lot of classical. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. Classical. Very cool. And then who's your favorite classical artist? Oof. Uh, I would have to say Claude Debussy. He is, yeah, his music is so gorgeous. And I listened to that sweet, I'm going to say it wrong, which is going to be embarrassing, but that song is called like Sweet Bergen, Bergenion or something. And it's uh, so pretty. I listened to it so much and I got it. Yeah, get, get, I'll have to look up how to actually pronounce it. <laughs> but okay. I listened to the Calming okay. Classical. Yeah, the Calming Classical yeah. playlist on Spotify is definitely a go-to for me. Wonderful, wonderful. And then how has Crohn's impacted your music career? 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and thanks for, you know, asking about that. I haven't <laughs> been – I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease in July of 2020, and I okay. think at the time it definitely was, you know, a shock and struggled with, like, digestive, digestive stomach stomach issues for a while. Um, and <laughs> – uh, it was it was really hard, you know, to like not know what was going on. But then I got this colonoscopy, and then it was, you know, they found that it was Crohn's disease, and um, yes. yeah, living with an autoimmune disease and also chronic illness definitely like, yeah, puts things into perspective. Like some things are harder than you know they they are for folks without chronic illness. Um, and it just took mm-hmm. me a while yes. to kind of wrap my head around like creating a lifestyle that's gonna be you know, better for me with, with that. So for example, like I was, after I was diagnosed, I went gluten-free and mostly dairy-free as well to limit inflammation in my body. And that's been really great and super helpful. Um, I also do take like a medication for my Crohn's and definitely try to work out because fatigue is a symptom that I deal with. And I kind of, who I am is somebody who I love to fill my schedule up and like be really busy and I just always see the glass you know half full and always seeing opportunities especially here in Nashville it's kind of endless like I could you know meet this songwriter friend for coffee and then like go to this friend's concert and then another friend's concert the same night because there's always like a hundred things going on so just trying to to be more aware of like my scheduling and my rest and meditation is huge for me I meditate every morning um, and that is really a great way for me to kind of realign and center myself each day so uh, it's taking me some time to kind of figure out like what's all in my toolbox to get me through with yes. with Crohn's and I I'm in remission right now. I was um, uh, in July of 2021. I did another yes. colonoscopy and then they saw that I didn't have any ulcers on my colon, so I'm in remission. But sometimes I'll be more tired than others, or I'll have like times where my stomach gets really upset and whatnot. So it's 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 really been a it's big uh, big learning uh, for me. Lots lots to learn. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes. And then um, what projects are you working on now? Yeah, of course. So actually it's wild because today I just released a brand new song. Um, It is my very first original holiday single. It's called Harmonica for Hanukkah. And I'm really excited. Yeah, it just got Spotify and Apple Music and YouTube and all the places today. So it's oh, hot off the press for your yes. listeners. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Wonderful. Yeah, I'm really what thank great you. news. I'm so excited. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I write a lot of songs, and it's sometimes a challenge for me to figure out which ones to release especially because it's like you know writing a song you know maybe on guitar or I you know write a song with my friend but then deciding which song to actually you know invest in and go into the studio with and then do a photo shoot for you know the artwork and then you know promoting it on mm-hmm. social media yes. all that takes a lot of effort and work and so this song um, I you know kind of sat on for a little while and then I thought you know there's mm-hmm. not enough Hanukkah songs out there and I you know I'm Jewish and so I thought I should just you know contribute <laughs> However, I can to the Hanukkah genre of, of music, so I'm I'm oh, doing that with this song. <laughs> oh, that is so wonderful, wonderful. And then um, I I'm curious about how many songs, um, like like how large your catalogs are, but um, like how many songs have you written so far? 
Gosh, yeah, awesome question. Yeah, I would say I think I have an Excel sheet with all my songs. I think it's around 300 songs. Wow, Mm -hmm. yes, yes, amazing. And then um, who do, oh, who do you collaborate with or enjoy collaborating with, have enjoyed doing with? Absolutely, yeah. Well, I have to give a shout-out to um, one of my closest (laughs) collaborators and partners. His name is Mike Astrakhan. And Mike and I, we have written over 70 songs together. Um, and a lot of those oh. sessions have been on Zoom or on Skype. Um, they've been virtual. Because for a while, I was going to college up in Massachusetts at a small school called Clark University. And Mike was living in Kansas City. And so we would Zoom weekly pretty much and write together. And now we're both in Nashville, so we can get together in person and whatnot. Um, but he has been instrumental in my songwriting. And I have to also give... A shout out to a few of my other friends and co-writers like Hannah Bell and <laughs> Ty Warner and George Irwin, Matt Lipscomb. I have a lot of friends in Nashville who I write with. And, you know, co-writing here in town is a really popular way to write a song. You know, you get in a room with somebody else or maybe maybe three people total or four even sometimes and all kind of, you know, try to wrap your head around an idea and, and, and write, you know, write a hit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. And then um, what is it like being an artist in Nashville? Sure. So Nashville is a really wonderful place. I've been here for the past seven years on and off, and I I love the creative community here and how everyone, you know, has their own contributions when it comes to music and the art that they are creating. We all have, you know, just this individualness about us and this uniqueness to us. Um, and it definitely has been interesting watching Nashville change over the years because, you know, it used to be kind of a smaller city, small town kind of feel, which it still has in the music community, a bit of a small town feel, but it's grown just so tremendously um, over the years. It's now, I think, you know, one of the hottest cities to move to, and so the vibe has changed over time, but thankfully, like, the music community is still pretty close-knit, and I hope it stays that way. Wonderful. And then what advice would you give to someone trying to pursue a music career that is similar to yours? Mm, sure. Yeah, I would I would say to them to um definitely, you know, write as much as you can. Uh write, you know, new songs and just get better at your craft. I used to print out lyrics to hit songs and I would highlight like the rhyme scheme and I would sort of look at the images that they're using and um, just the structure of the song. I would kind of study, like, the lyrics on paper. I think that that definitely helps you be a better writer. And I'd also say to collaborate with folks, like, you know, if you're living in a small town and maybe there's another, you know, bass player in town or a drummer, you know, someone else who writes a song, like, maybe get together and, you know, form your own communities and, and write music together because um, there's definitely power in numbers and, it's a great way yes. to, you know, sort of, you know, create create that community and that um, familiarity with each other and help build each other up. I think that that's so important in the in the music industry is like everyone's doing, you know, especially if you're an artist, like you know, you're releasing music and all this all this stuff. And then to, I mean, even for me, I've I've written two songs that have been released um, with other artists. One is with Hannah Bell. She's an amazing country artist here in Nashville. Mm-hmm. We've written together, and then. Brina Kay, she's another country artist, and uh, we released a song called Ghosts of Christmas Past, which is like a 
Christmas Halloween song. So it's been really fun to work on other people's <laughs> projects too. Yes, excellent. And then how have you seen the music industry change over time? You kind of touched on it, but could you elaborate, please, for our audience? Sure, absolutely, yes. So I would say, you know, it used to be <laughs> way back when, no, like Reverb Nation was the website that all of the artists were on, and that was like how you discover music. And it's just been interesting to watch the discovery of music that changed so much with Spotify, Apple Music, and now, of course, TikTok is the biggest way, most popular way people find music. And so as an artist, it is hard to, you know, always need to evolve and kind of like adapt to these new platforms. Um, I know some industry people saying like, if you're not on TikTok as an artist, they won't even take you seriously nowadays. So it's like, okay, well, TikTok is a whole beast to kind of, you know, learn and try to figure out how to, how to use and everything (laughs) else. So I, I've been on TikTok and, you know, trying my best and, it is kind of wild that like any day on TikTok could be the day that your song, you know, gets heard by a million people and maybe your song blows up. So that is, that is very cool. Although it is, you know, a whole, there's a whole sort of uh, debate with artists to like, you know, I just want to write songs and perform, you know, and play music, but now I have to worry about content creation and posting on my phone and I don't want to do that. So there's been some pushback and stuff. It's a big change for sure. Yeah, I could see why. And then as an environmentalist, um, can you please discuss how the environment influences your writing and also your touring practices? Yes, of course. So, yes, I've always been really passionate about nature and the beauty of the world around me. Um, I majored in environmental studies in college with a minor in music. And as an artist, I really try to bring my passion of and love of nature with my music. And so I have songs out called Orchid and Moon to My Sun and Labyrinth and Wind Chimes that really showcase that inspiration that I have. Um, and mm-hmm. I also like to partner with various nonprofits, um, environmental nonprofits. I've partnered in the past with the Pollinator Partnership um, when I was uh, doing an Indiegogo campaign And I just love to spread the word about environmental causes. And I'm especially passionate about the bee crisis. Um, I have a song called The Bee and the Rose. Mm -hmm. And I like to Mm -hmm. share on stage before I perform that, you know, bees are dying at an alarming rate. And a lot of it is due to these pesticides or they're called neonicotinoids that um, farmers use sometimes. And they really aren't good for the bees' health and other pollinators like butterflies, too. So, um, yeah, we've got to figure out a way to make sure that the bees are okay because bees pollinate like 80% of our food. So we need them to live. (laughs) Exactly. Yes. And um, what has been the most challenging part of being an indie artist today? Oh, sure. Yeah. I think from where I am right now, I would say a big challenge is I think just, just the fact that, like, of course, you always have to grow, but there kind of comes a time, at least in my career, where it's like, how can I get to that next level? Like, for example, I think I mentioned I have three albums out. I've been touring for seven years, and I have wow. you know, TikTok presence. I have a mailing list. I have, you know, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera, like my equipment that I perform with. Um, and so it is that question of how, what does that next level look like, and how can I get there? And, like, that's kind of 
that's a question you're always asking yourself as an artist in addition to how is my sound going to evolve, how is my artist image going to evolve. Um, every time you release a project, it's always like you're thinking about the next one, you know. And so I think yeah. it's really important to take the time, like on a day like today, where I released, you know, a new song like Harmonica for Hanukkah to really soak that in and like sit with that and feel proud of that versus always thinking about the next thing, which is so easy to do. Yes, it's great to live in the present. And then um, mm-hmm. when it comes to marketing as a as an indie artist, are, is do you find that challenging? And then basically what are the pros and cons of having to do a lot of your own marketing? Yeah, of course. I do find it challenging to do my own marketing, um, just in the sense that it's very time-consuming, primarily. And I think that as an artist, there already is so much on my plate when it comes to writing songs, practicing songs, performing songs, recording songs, um, you know, and then marketing just is another whole component to that. So, for example, with my Hanukkah release, um, I had to, you know, think of creative ways to post about it on social media where it's not like, okay, everyone's going to see like the same post over and over again. I tried to switch it up. And um, then, of course, the editing process of especially nowadays, videos, you know, are pretty much the the most uh, used way to get content out there, what it, really with TikTok videos or Instagram Reels or now Facebook Reels or YouTube Shorts. <laughs> There's so many platforms. <laughs> yes. um, but editing, yeah, editing that content and then scheduling it to go out and then responding to comments that people make and stuff like that. It's it's definitely rewarding to do, but it's a lot of work. <laughs> For yeah, sure. I bet. It sounds like it, yes. And And when did you release your first album? Sure. I released my first album in April of 2013, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. That'll be 10 years. That's so crazy. Oh, my gosh. I can't even believe it. Wait, I'm just realizing it. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, my my parents were so supportive. They've always been so supportive and gracious. And they drove me down um, to Nashville. It's about a four and a half hour drive. Yeah. And so we come down and I recorded uh, my first album here in here in town, Nashville. And um, yeah, I'm hoping that in 2023, I'll be releasing a, an EP or perhaps an album to kind of put some of the songs I've recently released onto, and in addition to new songs. So I'm always scheming and thinking about um, new projects. <laughs> but yes, that's, that's, the la- that's the first album I released was in 2013. 2013, yes. And then um, just for our audience, um, where can they, or just a suggestion as to where, they can, if they want to become a musician, um, where would you suggest they start? Ooh, yeah, awesome question. So mm-hmm. I would say the Nashville Songwriters Association International, or mm-hmm. NSAI for short, is a really great organization. Okay. Their website is nashvillesongwriters.com. Um, and that through that organization, they have all kinds of like songwriting lesson nights and feedback nights and things like that. And I learned so, so much from that organization. They have book recommendations mm-hmm. and just a ton of resources to specifically songwriters who are just starting out like with, with whatever genre you might be in. Um, so that's a great place. And I would say that there's a book by the author. His name is Ralph Murphy. Um, I think it's called like the songwriter Songwriter success book or something like that, and 
anyway, that when I first started writing was kind of like my go-to book um, as far as, you know, just different uh, songwriting prompts and methods <laughs> and how, just how to write, how to write music. That was a really helpful book by Ralph Murphy. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Thank you for those resources. And then my last question is, what is your favorite coffee or hot beverage? Ooh, fun. <laughs> My favorite. Wow. I love hot beverages. I think as a singer, it's just part of like my routine to <laughs> have warm beverages for my throat, especially before I perform. I have to say my go-to is probably throat coat tea, uh, which I love okay. to use. I love to drink that before I go into the studio or before I have a show. It just really like opens up my throat and it tastes really good too. So uh, have you ever tried throat coat tea? I have. It's wonderful. Yeah. Um, And I I, I have because um, some time ago I used to sing a little bit and um, I wasn't that good. (laughs) But my my music teacher, that's what he suggested was the throat coat tea. And then I had to do all of these uh, exercises like warm up exercises with with my mouth and uh, scaling and all this good stuff. But yes, I have. Yes. Um, thank you so so much (laughs) thank you so much Olivia for gracing our studio with your presence and for all of your sharing and also congratulations on releasing your your first holiday album that is just um, you're just amazing my very first musician singer-songwriter, oh award-winner, environmentalist, everything. Um, so <laughs> I am you, just thrilled so to have you. To have you. Have You're very welcome. And I wanted to say yay back to you. So I just want to say yay. Thank you so very much. And hopefully I'll be able to have you back, okay, uh, season three oh, or four. Absolutely. And um, I'd love to have you again. But thank you for being here. Thank and you, and for folks who want to learn more of my website. Oh, yeah, sure. OliviaFrancisMusic.com oh, right. is there. You can learn more about me. Oh, you're fine. No yes. problem. Yeah, just, uh, yes, I mentioned it in the intro. Oh, perfect. Okay, oh, wonderful. Sorry, I yes, I did. Thank I, you so I much. I did mention it. OliviaFrancisMusic.com, and also mm-hmm. I um, I put it in the description for our listeners, Okay. So thank you. Thank you, Olivia, and bye for now. Have a great one. Thanks, Camille. Take care. Goodbye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Okay, everyone. That was the magnificent Olivia Francis. I am on cloud 3000 after that wonderful time speaking to a very outstandingly amazing musician. And her music is, I promise you, it is so uplifting. And it it's just music you can listen to all day. And um, she isn't, her genre, by the way, is indie, indie folk. And she's a pop singer. And as you can hear, she does... Um, her music out of Nashville right now. That is a big musician hub and a songwriting hub, if you want to say that as well. Um, but if you have a chance, please go on YouTube and look at her, look and listen to her videos. 
those of you out there who are musicians, please study her work because she is an outstanding example of what it looks like when you take the time for what, since 2013, is that correct? When she released her first album, but she's been doing this since she was a very young in her very young years and continues and the um and when I say doing I mean music, songwriting, singing. Um and if you just if we just persevere and also um stay dedicated and loyal to our craft, we can be and do anything we want in this world. Always, always remember that. Okay? So I want to end it with It Just Takes One. This is the name of one of her songs. It Just Takes One Smile to Brighten Someone. To Brighten Someone's Day. Okay? So she brightened my day, I hope, and know that she probably has brightened yours. Please look at her tour schedule. Pick up that merchandise in the merchandise store, okay? And um, always wish everyone, in spite of how low they go or how successful they are. I don't really want to say low, but, you know, just starting out and trying to get things in order. Sometimes takes a minute, especially as a creative, but you can do it. Who's Olivia Francis? A friend of the show. Have a wonderful rest of your week, everyone. And thank you so much for listening. Goodbye for now. For the ones who get it done, the most important part is the one you need now. And the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger, Because we have professional-grade supplies for every industry, even hard-to-find products. And we have same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.